It's time for the LaneCast with Montana's very own Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland, your voice for agriculture. Well, hello everyone. It's time for yet again another agriculture conversation right here on the LaneCast. Our talk is coming from the Northern Hotel in downtown Billings, Montana. It's the 99th annual Montana Farm Bureau Convention and joining us is the Executive Vice President of the Montana Farm Bureau, John Youngberg. John, how, how is convention going, and how are you today? Hey, I'm I'm excited. Got a little cold. I'm starting to lose my voice, but uh, it's it's great. It's great to kick off our hundredth year, and it's our 99th year convention, and we're kicking off that hundred year. So, uh, pretty exciting to to have all these people here do that. And it is, and uh, just talking with members from across uh, the state. Uh, of course, uh, you know what your members know at the largest agriculture organization in the state of Montana, paired up with the American Farm Bureau. So whether it is in Helena, in the local, local county commissioner meetings, or in Washington, D.C., the Farm Bureau and its members are a strong voice uh, for agriculture. And uh, really, we uh, just saw a big event happen on Tuesday with our election the uh, 2018 midterm elections and what what's the reaction from the farm bureau let's start with the national level uh things pretty much stayed the same for the uh, delegation from montana but what are some of those plans and and the strategy that farm bureau is going to use to represent their their farms and rancher members well i think you know when we start with the farm bill which is a big deal for us uh we're going to be uh you're pushing real hard to get that taken care of in the lame duck session because really it, it kind of gets up in the air when you have a, a change. The house will change over. So it'll be up in the air a little bit on, on what's going to happen after that. So there'll be a big push to get the farm bill taken care of. And uh, down the road, you know, we looked for, um, you know, hopefully we can we can continue to have, you know, legislation brought forward that, that's beneficial to farmers and ranchers um, and continue to work with the people we have. Now, speaking about that farm bill, last week U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley wasn't too optimistic, longtime Ag State uh, Senator, of course, that a lame duck session bill could be passed. He was even thinking it could be weeks, months, and even years before legislation be passed. But the ranking member currently in the House, Colin Peterson, says that he, he thinks it's going to get done. Of course, he will most likely become chairman again of the Ag Committee in the next Congress. But uh, does that uh, give you a little more hope that uh, they will come to a consensus and, and pass the farm bill this year? Well, it goes day to day. <laughs> you know, in September, uh, we were being told from our folks in D.C. that, yeah, it looked like it'd be done by the end of September. And then the wheels kind of came off, and then it was October. Now we're hoping that it could be. So it's uh, they're working very hard. I, th- I think both sides are working hard. There isn't that much difference between the House and Senate bill, and I think so it'll... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if the willingness to come together and try and hammer that out. Well, we'll continue to talk and have a reaction on the 2018 midterm elections right after this message. Your National Cattlemen's Beef Association knows there's what benefits cattlemen and there's what doesn't. Trade, the farm bill, technology and conservation. The decisions being made in Washington affect the life of each and every cattleman. When it comes to the issues, there's simply no room for gray area. To us, it's as clear as black and white. Visit joinncba.org to learn more. 
As a Montana Farm Bureau member, you have access to a lot of valuable benefits. Now you can have your savings on the go with the Farm Bureau Member Benefits app. The app will show you where you can use your membership discounts with Granger, Case IH, Choice Hotels, John Deere, and more. Plus, with the app, your membership card is on your phone for easy access. It's free. Download the app today. Simply go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Farm Bureau Benefits app. Montana Farm Bureau, we care for the country. And returning back from the 99th Annual Montana Farm Bureau Federation Convention in downtown Billings, Montana, our guest today is the Executive Vice President of the Montana Farm Bureau, Mr. John Youngberg. And John, we are talking about the reaction to the 2018 elections. We were just discussing that farm bill, but also there's some other issues that are at the forefront, and one that I think is really being looked at, and I mentioned it this morning when we did our breakfast chat that we had with Hans McPherson and our friend with the American Farm Bureau, but the electronic logging device situation it just seems that it's there and then you don't hear about it for a while and then magically groups like the american farm bureau and other agriculture organizations they keep people informed on what's going on in the fight that uh, is occurring and advocating for livestock producers and livestock haulers how is the eld hours of service situation shaking out well, I think that we're going to get some some relief on that. I think in, in the end, it's you know those those issues take so long to hammer out. We uh, you know the the same would apply to the WOTUS issue. It just keeps coming up. But I think it's going to get hammered out. Um, you know, if if people look at this reasonably and responsibly, they understand that you can't have livestock haulers, um, you know, taking a few hour rest in the middle of a trip when you, you've got livestock on board. I mean, you've got a perishable commodity there and it has to get to, to where it's going. And if the weather's bad or if there's a car accident or a traffic jam, uh, there has to be some flexibility to it. And I think they're working on that. Now let's uh, focus a little more back into the Big Sky State. Uh, the Republicans still have leadership in both the House and the Senate. Uh, what are some of those priorities that Farm Bureau will be addressing coming up this winter in the legislative session? Uh, what, what, what should Farm Bureau members be thinking about when they're heading to the Hill and, and uh, relying on the team that uh, you have put together to advocate for them up there in Helena? Well, I think, uh, first off, I'd just like to say folks need to get to know their legislator. If, if you don't have a relationship with your legislator, you need to do that. And, and I'm going to put a little shout out here right now for, uh, you need, you need to thank those people that ran, uh, whether they were successful or unsuccessful. Those folks are putting their life on hold, putting their, their time and themselves on the line to do that. And, and that's part of the democratic process. And we need to make sure that we thank those people for, for putting themselves out there. So, and I think, you know, some issues we're, we're going to be talking about, they're talking about right in the delegate session across the hall from where we are today is, you know, there's the, you know, OSHA, state-run OSHA, whether we want to go that way or not. Our, we don't have a policy position on it yet. They're discussing it right now. And we discussed that earlier th- this year, you and I. Yes, we did. Um, another one is the fire preparedness fee. You know how that is, what it's going to look like, and 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 we, you know, we're not writing law here. We're writing a policy direction for our members, and so it's, uh, you know, they'll give us some direction on where we want to go with that. So that's a big issue. Always water issues. Um, we'll be uh, visiting some some DNRC issues that have popped up just recently. 
um, with with state lands. We'll be we'll be visiting about that up there. We'll be uh, I would assume we'll probably end up carrying legislation. You know, we've seen legislation now on raising bonding uh, for grain elevators, uh, those those things, and always there's you know the the property rights issues of of access that that pop up during session and it's just you know what's sad is the worst time to talk about that is during the legislative session with you know with sportsmen and with landowners but it seems like that's always the time we get we get to do it how about water that has always been a topic for the past uh, few years in the legislative session very contentious issue a lot of different viewpoints on it any water issues we're going to be looking at well, I, you know, we, the big one, the really contentious one we looked at in the past was the CSKT Water Compact. You know, that's passed the legislature here in Montana. It's in, in Congress now. I think that that's, uh, you know, we need to, to let that process work and, and, and move past that. And uh, I think it was a good, good agreement for our folks. Um, and so, but that's, that's water on the bridge. Uh, right now, there's an issue has come up with uh, ownership of water rights. Um, if they originate on private land and you run a pipeline to state land, the uh, DNRC is, is questioning whether they own a portion of that water right. Uh, from what we see, they're not. But, you know, that may be something that we're going to have to address in legislation. And it's always uh, great to uh, talk about 100 years of Farm Bureau. We are kicking off at this convention your celebration for the, over the next year for the centennial of the Montana Farm Bureau. And actually, is it February 13th? Did I hear that right? Is the actual birthday, the 100th birthday, and you're going to celebrate that in Helena. Yes, we are. It is the that's the day the legislation was signed that allowed us to meet in which an interesting fact, you know, you wonder why an organization like ours had to have legislation, but uh, in 1919 is the end of the the second or the first world war and any organization or group meetings were were considered a threat of bolshevism, so they actually had to have legislation to allow them to organize and secondly, the original county agents uh, had to call the War Department to get permission for, for large meetings. So um, it's we have such a rich history uh, with that. You know, we have community centers that were built by Farm Bureau in the early years because they felt community was an important part of, of our rural fabric. And so that's, and I think that continues today. Now, you mentioned WOTUS briefly. I'm kind of jumping all over, but these are all issues that impact Montana farmers and ranchers, whether it is legislation from D.C. or policy or (laughs) regulation from D.C. or just uh, what we're trying to create in Helena in the legislative process. But WOTUS, they're calling it, some organizations are calling it it a zombie WOTUS. It's coming back from the dead. It's been described by some agriculture groups. Uh, What is the state of that? And, And what do farmers and ranchers need to keep doing to advocate against this overburdensome regulation? We need to, I swear it, once you think that you've driven a stake through the heart of it, it, it comes back in another form. Um, you know, Congress, I think in the end, Congress will have to act on, on something there. They, uh, the rule was has been withdrawn by the, the agency, by EPA, but uh, there's court cases still hanging out there. So there's uh, still some, some states that are, are falling under WOTUS. And so it's... Uh, it's it's not gone away. We're trying to get those all consolidated and get one ruling on that, and I think that that may happen. Um, but 
it, then we're going to have to start writing something new. And so we need to be especially cognizant about what's going on. Those new rules have to be workable for folks. We're all about clean water. I mean, you know that. We work for, you know, we use it all the time for irrigation, for water animals, for our own use. Uh, we're about clean water, but we just need to have something that keeps the water clean but is yet still workable. Now, this is kind of my last area I want to focus on for today's conversation and going back to that centennial celebration a lot of work from the county level all the way to the state office and finding all the history, putting it into a history book, sharing stories. What, what do folks have in store and what, what, what can they look forward to? I'm extremely excited about the book. We have a young lady from Big Timber doing that book for us, uh, uh, Laura Nelson, and she is just unbelievable in what she's dug up and uh, and the nice thing is is this is not going to be just a picture book that has old pictures and and a lot of reading she has looked at the effect of farm bureau she's gone out and found the great grandson of the first president of farm bureau and interviewed him for the book and in fact he will be attending our centennial convention uh he really had no idea of the importance of what his, his great-grandfather had done and uh, was the first Farm Bureau president out of the Bitterroot Valley, shipped the first load of apples out of Montana on a rail car. So, uh, you know, it's just a, a lot of those things. And, again, the history book is going to be exciting. We've got some, you know, we've, we've commissioned a centennial wine. We have a raffle for a centennial gun that has our centennial logo on it. We've got... Uh, ranch signs you remember lane i'm sure you've seen the old ranch signs when you got and we're we're bringing that back yep. so folks will identify with you know they're part of farm bureau yep. well it's truly going to be excited and i know we're going to continue to share updates on everything that's going to be going on across the state throughout the next year and i just want to congratulate the montana farm bureau on 99 years and as we can look towards the actual birthday coming up on February 13th, 2019. Hard to believe that we're almost into 2019, but it's great to talk with you again, John, and for more information on the Montana Farm Bureau Federation, to join or just to learn more about this grassroots organization, visit mfbf.org. John, I'll give you the last word. Anything else? Well, thank you, Lane. I appreciate that, and um, you know, Farm Bureau's done so much. We have a very rich history, uh, but that doesn't mean that that we can't we need to stop looking ahead and so we're we're preparing for the next hundred years we have some strategic planning going on working on some some in, you know initiatives to for the next hundred years to keep montana viable keep montana farm bureau viable in montana well john youngberg executive vice president to the montana farm bureau federation thanks for joining us here today that will do it for today's agriculture conversation thanks for joining the Lanecast. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.